Nation. Providing you with the practical tools and expert knowledge to optimize your strength, health and mindset inside and out. With your host, Steve Katarzy. Falling off the wagon. Yep. It's a universally understood term that we all recognize and can relate to. Basically, it's the time when we fuck up and the plan goes to pot. We even erase the existence of the plan existing in the first place and dig our heads in the sand. It's a very real thing. Hey, I've been there plenty. And what separates achievers from non-achievers is their relationship with the wagon. In spite of the derailments, they crack on. In spite of the blips, they execute against their hopes, dreams, and ambitions. But here's an interesting thought. What about if the very language of falling off the wagon is causing us to reach for the exit door as soon as things don't go 100% to plan? What about the idea of abandoning the wagon concept completely? So, whether it's the wagon of weight loss, exercise, business, self-development, or just being a caring person, I'm hopeful you'll be able to relate to this conversation and identify behaviours in yourselves or those that you know. And in this episode, we blend personal anecdotes with personal struggles, experience from both of our professions, as well as some concepts and tools to get after long-term goals in a sustainable and assured fashion. So this is how the conversation is going to go down. We first get started just talking about some full-blown panic mode of our chimp brains going on high alert when Bryn was at a recent event. So that's pretty interesting. And then we get into Bryn talking about his general observations from his personal training practice of people falling off the wagon and some of the most common reasons why. We define the wagon and how it manifests. We talk about the most common reasons of falling off the wagon and staying off and how we justify in actions and common thought processes and mistakes that go along with that. We talk about the need to widen the lens, uh, to add flexibility in our lives and be imperfect. I share my keys to success when it comes to a long sustained commitment to my nutrition and body composition goals over the last two years. We then touch on that abandoning the wagon concept altogether. And lastly, we bring together some tools and concepts and frameworks for considering how to better manage adherence to your goals so say it with me everyone there's no fucking wagon right now let's crack on with the show i hope you enjoy it one part of the workshop was we had two sports psychologists come in and we're working on your chimp brain versus your more logical brain and they did a test of us and they were like, right, let's see where the blood flows in your brain. Let's let's kind of do an experiment right now here so that you can see when you're using your chimp brain, your emotional brain versus your more logical brain. So they got everyone to stand up in, in this big room. There's probably, I don't know how many people, maybe about 70 people in the room, something like that. And they're all gym owners and, and, and whatnot in the room. And he got us to stand up and then he said, right, at the top of the, you know, on my desk, there's a card and whoever ends up being picked will either have to tell a joke, sing or dance in front of everyone. And immediately that kind of makes you go, 
oh clam shit, up. I don't, yeah, clam up, heart rate starts going up, blood goes to your, you know, you start going red and you start thinking, oh, God, it's going to be me. Um, that's the first thought. Yeah. And he said, right, so it's going to be a game of process of elimination. So what we're going to do is I'm going to call out your the month of your birthday. If I call out your your month, you sit down. And then he was like, October. So then like two people sat down. And then he said like September or something like that. And then pretty much half the room sat down. I was like, oh God. And then you start, now this is where your brain starts kicking in and you're starting to go, the threat's real. Yeah. And then and then you're going, oh God, it's going to be me. You know, when you start thinking, oh, it's going to be me. I know it. And uh, then he called out the next month, you know, January. And then even more people sat down. And before you know it, I was one of the last to be, to be called out and <laughs> my heart rate was going up and I was like, yeah, I was like, I know I can do it. But my brain started going, just leg it, <laughs> just leg it out of the room <laughs> or just lie and sit down. And, uh, but you I knew, oh yeah, I thought about that. I was like, <laughs> but then Rich, who I was with, he know he knew when my birthday was. So I was like, he's going to know I'm lying and he'll probably say something and it will, I'll end up getting picked. So I was like, no, don't lie. And then I was just planning on what I was going to sing what joke I was going to say or what dance I was going to do. And um, anyway, I didn't get called up. It, he called out August, but it was one of the last ones that he called out. So I was so happy to sit down. I was like, thank mm -hmm. God, because I just didn't want to dance in front of like yeah. 70, 80 people. Um, and there was a few guys left. And when they were standing up, he said to them, like, how are you feeling? Like, it could be you. Like, what, what's running through your mind? And one of them was like, oh, well, I hate you right now. And he goes, that's honest. I like, I don't like you. And that's what's just going through my mind. And he was like, no, that's good. Like, that's normal because I'm making you feel uncomfortable in this big room. So it's normal for you to not like not like me. Um, that's your emotional brain. But what else are you thinking? He was like, what song I'm going to sing? And he was like, that's, that's your logical brain now starting to kick in and go, emotionally, I hate this guy because he's making me feel stupid. But my logical brain's kicking in and going, but if I do go up, I'm going to need to sing this song mm -hmm. or tell this joke. And uh, he was saying, basically, that was part of the experiment. It was what was going through your mind. Um, and initially, it was like, I don't like you. You're making me feel uncomfortable. Leg it. And then after a while, the blood starts going to the more logical. You start to process and it becomes more logical. And then you start How thinking, do I get myself out of this? How do I get myself out of this? And then you start thinking, okay, well, I'll sing this song. Um, I'll do this dance and I'll tell this joke. Whichever one gets called up. Mm -hmm. And pretty much everyone in the room went through that process. And then obviously at the end, they picked one guy. He came up and he was standing next to him. He was chatting for a while. And then he said, you don't need to do it. There's no envelope. And he sat back down. But it was quite a cool experience because like you could see how your brain initially went, oh shit, like I don't want this to be me. It's going to be me uh, and just leg it or lie. And then your more logical brain kicks in. And it was quite a cool little experiment to show your sort of more chimp emotional brain versus your more logical forward thinking brain. That's yeah. quite cool. And you, you're obviously referencing um, a term which is from the chimp paradox. Chimp paradox, I don't yeah. know if other people have written about mm -hmm. it in exactly the same way. Yeah. Uh, but it's a fantastic book. Have you read it? Yeah, I've read it a while ago. Yeah, and it's it's very much about this, yeah, the chimp being, uh, I think for the most part, your ego, mm. which is trying to protect you from, yeah, yeah from Dangers, threats, I guess, right? Yeah. And um, it, but it's overly emotional. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely not logical. It's instinctive. Yeah. And it, 
can typically drive a physiological and emotional response that you don't want. Yeah. And like before you know it, you're panicking when you're like, I shouldn't really be panicking, but yeah. I am. I had the same thing once. I remember I was at I was working at this firm and we had this kind of um it was a US firm and I was relatively new and whenever we'd done these kind of group kind of kickoff meetings where everyone fly into the HQ, um, the boss at the time said, like, you know, we've got this little rule where everyone's got to be here on time. Mm-hmm. And if you're not on time to any one of the sessions, you're gonna have to get up and sing a song. Um, and you know I'm a bit tardy yeah. with my with my timekeeping. <laughs> so I was late one time and um they and no, no, the people were late, but they were just kind of like let it let it go. It was an empty threat. Then I was late and I'm like, no, you've got to do it. <laughs> um and I said, No, I'm not doing that. And I really pushed back and I was like, really stressed. And then we got through to the end of that session, there was a break, and, and Chris, the guy at the time, said to me, Steve, I hope you're thinking about your song because when we start the next session, assuming you're not late for that one too, you'll be singing the song, so make sure you've got one ready. And honestly, man, that's the only thing I could think of was one, what a fucking idiot for (laughs) for being late. Two, I'm really, really not happy about this situation. (laughs) And three, what the fuck am I going to sing? So I then spent half an hour like between breaks, like walking around, listening to my iPad, iPod, thinking could I do that? Because I'm shit with like lyrics and I can't sing. Like, what's it going to be? I don't want to do this. <laughs> Should I do a funny song? Should I do a serious <laughs> yeah. song? I've got I've got no voice there. Everything's going to come out shit. So I may as well like go to town with it. <laughs> what song but is it going to be? But I upset. It was going to be um, um, Moves Like Jagger because that yeah, was yeah. out of the time. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, I can do that. That's easy, easy lyrics. Doesn't, you're not too serious about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it plagued me, man. So I know that feeling of like when you feel singled out and you've got to go and do something you don't feel comfortable doing, your your emotional part of your brain yeah. kicks in and you, you can feel rough, man. Yeah, I think like, because that's our danger nowadays, isn't it? It's more the social side of things. Socially, we're in danger, but we're not actually physically in danger. Like we would have been, say, if we were a chimp. Yeah. But we're, we're lucky because humans are the only... Um, animal shall i say with a logical brain like animals don't have that they just act off of their chimp brain they just act through survival really and we don't we have a logical brain that was your logical brain kicking in it's kind of what they were saying at this this workshop that's your logical brain kicking in and trying then, to solve the trying problem. to solve the problem yeah. and, and you're very logical the chimp, the chimp brains rang the alarm bell and caused a massive panic yeah and it's like you better fucking act you better fucking yeah. act like we got a problem here so the logical one who doesn't want to be working right now has got to single yeah. single threadedly try and solve this problem and as a result i couldn't hear anything i wasn't listening to the conversation <laughs> that was happening i wasn't listening to the presentation i was thinking <laughs> and the same kind of thing happens when like um, you've got a presentation Hello. there might be a group of people going up one by one yeah you know you might be fifth in line mm. so you don't listen to their one you're just thinking yeah. about your one how do i start again and what am i going to say and yeah. what are the points kind of live in your own world a bit too much yeah, right yeah, when yeah. you're panicked yeah and i think you're you, it's a sign of your you're very logical right you're you said you were listening to songs and you were really preparing because that's you i, I mean, didn't want to do it well I, I just wanted to do something and yeah. i had a blank i was like i don't know any songs yeah like, literally people... there's no songs in the world i know yeah that's bullshit just at the time i just like i couldn't <laughs> access my memory yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny but yeah that's that's a i mean i just find that also interesting um but that was one part of the workshop that we went on so that was um cool. yeah good little story um i think so yeah i like it man i like it um what 
we had planned to have a chat about today, Bryn, was something similar, you know, keeping on the thread of mindset and generally you know, holding our own feet to the fire and getting stuff done, uh, especially in your space. Mm. Um, this notion of falling off the wagon is prevalent, right? Yeah. Uh, very much so when it comes to losing weight or keeping to an exercise plan or just trying to eat healthily is this um, yeah, this inevitable downturn of events, right? You go from being super hyped up and enthusiastic yeah. to finding yourself completely doing nothing in relation to that goal. And it happens so often. It's happened to me so many times throughout my life. I'm sure you've had similar, mm -hmm. similar experiences. But as a PT and as someone who tries to encourage change, yeah. change nutritionally, weight and exercise, um, I'm guessing you hear this, hear and see this all the time where you've had avid, avid clients mm -hmm. that then just fell off the face of the earth, like almost instantly. Sometimes it, the more hyped and motivated and willing they are, the more likely, or in my experience, the more likely they are to fall off the wagon. Okay. Um, I see it all the time. People be like, they'll do one, let's say they're doing a training session and they finish and they're like, can I do another session? And they've trained hard, like they've done more than enough in that session, but they want to do two sessions because that's that's super motivated. Right now, I want to do more, and I can tell that type of person is going to peak too soon. Going to peak too soon. Yeah. And it doesn't quite understand the the balance of long term thinking and more like I'm here now. I'm going to do it. Super motivated mm. as opposed to more practical, long term, what's sustainable thinking. Um, so I see that quite a lot. So am I right in my assumption that generally speaking, you see a lot of people quote unquote fall off the wagon in, in your tenure as being a personal trainer? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, yeah, I've seen quite a lot of people fall off the wagon. Um, it's hard. It's hard. Because Does anyone even stay on the wagon? Let's, let's start with that. Do you know, do you have, do you have people that you've interacted with that you still know today? You still aware of their habits who have, initiated a long-term set of changes and are still on it well that's the thing yeah you, you you don't keep track of everyone no but you do get people that can be quite consistent with their training but there's other elements like nutrition um where they will fall off the wagon so, so you know there's a few members that i know of in my head that have been pretty damn consistent in terms of showing up and training but when it comes to other elements like i said nutrition that they're no they're not consistent but on a whole, on a on an average, most people do sort of ebb and flow and they have periods of greater motivation, more consistency, and then they will just kind of disappear for a while. And some people, you know, I've had a lot of people where I thought, I'm not going to see you again. And then they'll just show up again. Oh. But then there's... Are you are you pessimistic then? It, like with, with people, do you think, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna disappear in a couple of months? Yeah. The reason being is because the majority of people that do fall off and that I don't see again, I will not see again. Yeah. But there is a minority of people that will come back. Um, so it does, it, it can surprise me sometimes when I just, you know, I might follow up with them or they might just get back in touch with me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So you are still, you know, thinking about it because there might be, whatever life throws at them, there's a curveball, they stop training, they stop being on their journey because everyone has these periods in, in you know, where life takes over. Yeah. But it's the people that tend to kind of, reintroduce and come back i'm always surprised by and that's like i said that's usually a minority majority mm. of people I, I, they might go on you know, another route I'm not saying that they don't follow their journey 
in terms of like health and fitness anymore. But yeah, I, I don't always hear back from everyone. So I, I think that, to be honest, is is normal. I would have mm. expected you to say that. And I think maybe we we put a we put ourselves in a, a quite precarious position because mm. we we define the wagon yeah. as consistent, um, motivated, always productive effort yeah. towards a goal, right? So you think, okay, you know, this is how I've got to eat, or this is how I've got to train, or this is how I've got to study to achieve X, Y, Z, and therefore. If I'm doing that, I'm on it. I'm mm-hmm. on the wagon. And yep. if I'm not doing those things, then I must be off it. And I think it's this almost binary view of yeah. I'm either doing as per the plan or I'm fucking it all up. Yeah. There's no in-between where I might just be mildly doing the plan, just mm-hmm. not very well. Yeah. You know, that's a win. That's still progress. So I think I think part of this problem is the the bar's high both in terms of outcome and also operation, yeah, you know, the way you operate day to day. And anything other than what the gold standard is can sometimes get people I don't know, feel quite deflated yeah. that they're they're not achieving that goal. And then it just takes a few little run yeah. of you know being below the bar. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you find yourself completely off plan, just not doing anything anymore. Yeah. And it's how do you manage that? I mean, obviously we're gonna cover that in this conversation, but yeah, that's something that's got to be managed. Like you said, it's operations of day to day. You know, you have to have expectations and learn how to manage the good days versus the bad days so that you don't have this on and off mentality. I'm on the wagon, or I'm off the wagon. Mm. And I think that that will help for your long-term sustainable results. I agree, man. So, when it comes to defining what, what I mean by, you know, falling off the wagon, for me, it's, it's simply losing sight of your, your overall ambition mm-hmm. and goal, right? So you've set a goal, you created a why for whatever reason it, it it stirred you to act yeah i'm going to do this i'm going to lose the weight i'm going to get fit i'm going to build this muscle i'm going to learn this thing i'm going to go on this self-development project whatever it is but then gradually we that power of that initial goal that we set if we don't reinforce it yeah. just loses its shine mm. and life then gets hard yeah you know, progress stalls um we no longer get committed as committed to the goal as we once was three four weeks ago two months ago it just no longer pulls us Mm. does that mean that the goal wasn't worth it or we've just fallen out of love with the goal because you know it's difficult yeah and then typically we have a misstep something Mm -hmm. goes wrong yeah right and um unfortunately that creates a cascade of uh whether it be negativity Mm -hmm. or um judgment and then ultimately ignorance like if i just ignore the problem we don't yeah. have a problem <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean? yeah. and i've been there i've Very been there so many times across every aspect of my life where i've set an expectation and ambition i've given enough time to think about how i'm going to get after it i've kind of constructed you know done the research bought the things kind of yeah. committed to the world i'm going to do it and all the and right intentions for whatever reason i have one day which is a little less effective than others and if i if i allow it to then that that one day just becomes to manifest into days into weeks greater. into we're just not doing this anymore. Yeah. So that's what I I, I define as kind of falling off the wagon. Yeah. You, would you add anything to yeah, that? Yeah. No. I, I mean, we've all experienced falling off the wagon as per se. But like, I mean, I've fallen off the wagon and allowed it to to stay off the wagon for too long and have that on and off mindset, and it's just trying to 
it's just trying to catch yourself when you do fall off the wagon um, mm. before it's, you know, you go too far down the rabbit hole. So, well, think, think, you know, if we just extend the analogy, right? The wagon being, you know, a train on a train track, right? Yeah. And if the train derails, mm-hmm. um, and you and whatever, whatever, whatever angle it's derailed off of the track, if you just mm-hmm. let that train keep going, the distance between you and the yeah. goal becomes greater and greater and greater to the point that yeah. this idea of turning this thing around and going back to where we was. Now, not only is the goal even further away, but just getting back to where we was becomes hard. Yeah. And then it all just gets a bit too overwhelming. Yeah, and I guess defining where, you know, what that means by derailing. So it might be for someone derailing, it might be, you know, for you, it might be a day, not having a good day, whereas someone else, it might be like, ah, I can allow myself a week. And then after a week, it's like, oh, now I've fallen off the wagon. So that's another thing, I guess, that will be different from person to person is, when 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 do i fall off the wagon when when are you thrown in the towel when are you thrown in the towel yeah, when versus you go, you're ah. accepting that this is just part and parcel of, yeah. of what we're getting after then not every day is going to be great yeah how much flexibility do you have there yeah yeah so so common reasons for that people give you right yeah so in the interactions you've had when you do get to have like a post-mortem some kind of discussion that yeah. kind of declares why they're no longer doing what they were doing only a couple of months ago. I've got a sense of some of those reasons. Yeah. What kind of reasons come into your mind? Life, <laughs> literally, like anything that actually anything that takes people out of their normal routine. So I will see someone will have a good routine and they'll come and see me. Their nutrition's good. They're getting results, but the the that's because they're in a good routine. They'll see me at the same time every day. Or even if they're not seeing me, this is to people I know of, they'll be in a good routine because it's fixed. As soon as that fixed routine, as soon as something like an illness takes you out of your normal routine, mm. uh, travel, just whatever life event that knocks you off of your normal routine, that's when I see that derailment. That's the biggest thing. So it could be traveling, could like holidays it could be illness it could be bad weather like if it's snowing and they can't get to the gym it could be um work's have, got busy work's busy or your, your kitchen could be you could be having a brand new kitchen fitted and it just means that your your kitchen's out for a week i i hear all sorts of things all sorts of reasons as to why they've fallen off the wagon and to me either way i see it it's just you are just not in your normal routine and if you can get back on your normal routine great but that's probably the biggest yeah it could be anything that's that's the, that, that is the catch-all i think you're right i mean i was thinking about what those reasons are and you've you've pretty much listed all of them and yeah. i think for the most part you're right it's um we, we perhaps have a tendency to try and create a fixed view of what good looks like yeah what am i going to do mm-hmm. how often am i going to do it and when am i going to do it mm. and you, you you know you try and work things out reasonably based on how your life is Okay, when realistically can I do this thing and that thing? Go to the gym or yeah. when will I cook my dinner or will I, how will I manage whatever? And maybe we're architecting this with uh, logic and reason out of the picture and we're being overly ambitious and what we can achieve. We think yeah. we're going to wake up at five in the morning to go to yeah. the gym. It turns out we don't like waking up at five <laughs> and it only lasts a few days until like this Sitting is on the bench too hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe we're overly ambitious with how we schedule and plan. Mm-hmm. But even if we're reasonable, 
the point in which that reasonable plan mm-hmm. is unachievable, even if it's for a day or a week or two weeks. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I've been there. It's hard yeah. to it's hard to kind of resurrect the plan when either you've had to completely turn it off because it's just not yeah. possible, or you could have. You could have adapted, but you didn't want to because it just was inconvenient. Yeah. Because you know I, what I mean? Like maybe I can go to the gym, but it means me having to go to the gym at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. And, and and I think like if you have a week where just life's a bit hectic, having, I suppose, the right expectation, or like you're saying, like kind of looking and being a bit more um flexible in terms of your routine, because I'm gonna relate it to to personal training sessions because that's what I do. So it's to me that this is the most relatable example I can give. Like if I'm myself having a busy period and I'm having to reschedule other people's session, or if I'm on holiday myself as a coach Mm -hmm. and I'm having to change their routine by default, the the members, I will see a drop off because they're not getting their Monday 8am slot every week because I'm away for two weeks or because I've had to move in it around oh, for a few So weeks. when you come back after a couple of weeks, not yeah. all of them return? Yeah, not all of them right. return. Well, okay. um, majority of them do. Um, but there's there, there's definitely a hiccup where people will go, okay, that's not my normal routine, or you've moved my sessions around to what I'm, you know, where I'm not used to. That will be enough just to derail someone. Mm. And that's kind of where I've, that angle I've come from going, that's what I see. If someone's routine isn't fixed and it's not structured, as soon as that changes a little bit, that's enough just to make someone fall off the wagon for whatever reason. I think you're bang on, man. You're bang on. I mean, I, I reflect on the things that have caused me most frequently to lose my commitment towards a, you know, a, an ambitious plan, a yeah. personal development plan. It's always been work travel, mm-hmm. uh, bad weather. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got to wake up really early, but it's, it's frigging cold and it's dark. I don't want to go out. Ain't gonna happen. Yeah, I'm gonna stay in bed. Um, social events like you yeah. know, go going out for like I've got a dinner or I've got a piss up lined up. You know, well that's gonna throw me off, and it does, right? It might throw you off for a couple of days because yeah. you drank way too much, and now all of a sudden you're just in a bit of a bad mood and yeah. you're festering, and just hard to get back on back on it because you've just allowed yourself to just go down this slippery slope. Yeah, but there's also I think two other things. Forgetting the why, right? If you're not reinforcing that the goal that you set is an important goal, it loses its importance. Mm-hmm. Right? At some point you go, yeah. maybe I don't need to lose the weight. Yeah. Maybe I'm alright the way I am. Maybe it's just this is the shape I'm supposed to be. Mm. You know, how many times brave, we've all yeah. we've all had that conversation yeah. going, what's even the what's even the fucking point <laughs> of getting ripped or looking yeah. like this? Because it's a lot of work. Yeah. I'm married. No one really cares. <laughs> like, we don't need to go to the gym today, do we? And then you start having this conversation of like, maybe this goal, maybe I was just a bit of an idiot when I said it. Mm. Or maybe I was just being, you know, head in the sky, overly yeah. ambitious. And I don't need it. Yeah. You start giving yourself these stories of like, it just wasn't relevant. Like, fuck it, it's too hard. And I, I I find that that has been my justification to stop doing things more often than not. So the goal that, was real. Yeah. My why was real, but I've allowed it to lower in its strength to the point now I can just dismiss it. And how long, how long, what's the longest period 
within the sort of last year or so, have you derailed from, say, your nutrition plan or training? Have you had any long Not, periods? So it, they're bad examples because I've been I've been on those pretty much pretty consistently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the longest I've ever been in my life, you know, last year and a half, I really haven't dropped the ball at all okay. because it's just become habit now. Yeah, yeah. But I can think of other things that I've you know had you know aspirations to improve. Like for example, the the amount of videos I produce, I produce next to no video mm. as part of adaptation, and it's something I need to do, and it's something that I know is important. Um, but I give myself excuses why I'm not doing it, and I I, I fed them to you. I feed them to anyone mm. who asks because it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uh, time consuming, and I've got a lot of other stuff to do, and I'll just give you an excuse why it's not relevant now yeah it's absolutely relevant now i just i've got baggage that's not allowing yeah. me to do it yeah so there's that and then the other thing i think um is important is just kind of the the buddying up so whether it's buddying up at home mm -hmm. uh, so if we look at nutrition and getting in shape i think an, another reason why people fall off the wagon is that they're trying to do it alone so they're they've they've got no support network at home you know, they you know, the wife's not doing the same thing. The kids want to eat in a different way. You know, you're trying to you're trying to change, whilst everyone around you is resistant to change or doesn't even want to acknowledge your pursuit. Yeah, so it doesn't make it easier for you, and it's too hard to be the sheep in the house, mm -hmm. right? Going off on your own agenda when everyone else is operating differently, and then extend that further. Maybe it's you know you decided to go to the gym with someone, so you buddied up. You both started the gym at the same time. And you spurred on, and you kind of infusing each other to get at, get in there, and you're joining each other at the same at the ch same sessions, and then that person has a holiday, or they have a little blip, or yeah. they have to they turn off for whatever reason, and it's easy when you've got that crutch of someone who's been your support, that person who's encouraged you to go when you don't want to go, yeah. and has made the gym experience a little bit more enjoyable. When they pull away. It's hard to keep you going because yeah. you relied on them. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Have you found that? that? Yeah, I mean, um, I've had that in the past, but just kind of going over what you just said there, like you got my brain going with a few other things where you, okay. I said about the routine, you know, reasons why people fall off the wagon, right? And um, we said about routine, but actually there's other things like your environment. So your support at home, that means there's, you, you might not, you might keep your routine, but you might, have resistance at home because your family and friends don't support your goals and there's a lot of resistance and you can only bear that resistance for so long until you go and you give into it same with um the gym buddy that's another element because that's enjoyment like you were saying it was fun it was competitive you had your gym buddy now your gym buddy's not there your routine might still be the same you might still be turning up the same day but they were providing a bit of pressure yeah, and enjoyment the accountability the enjoyment of the session so that just what you were saying they got my brain thinking okay yeah there's there's obviously account there's an, other reasons like accountability enjoyment resistance you know from your environment and then you've got obviously hiccups with your schedule your normal routine so that yeah that probably the main really good points actually the main reasons and you know, i think we can both relate yeah many times through different things that are important to us how we yeah. just let things slip Okay, and so then when we think about why people, so they're, they're the common reasons, but why why do you think it is that, you know, you and I included, allow ourselves to let one day, one little slip up where mm. it's less than perfect, start the derailment and, you know, this potentially permanent, you know, 
at, you know, this permanent pushback from the goal and then never to return back to your original yeah. plan. What What's happening, do you think? I feel like it's uh, an all or nothing approach. It's It's looking at it as a perfect plan, a linear approach, one that can't, you, 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 that doesn't have any flexibility. You have to have flexibility in your plan. But I think too many people that I've seen want the perfect plan. And if it doesn't go smoothly and and it's not all in, and sometimes they have a bad day and that means they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, that will that will give them that derailment just because it's not going as smooth as they wanted. So I guess that kind of really is expectation of their plan what like their expectation was too great and that's what's allowing them to derail because they're expecting to have the perfect plan the perfect journey and not have a bad day so i feel that is is one of the reasons that might make someone have one day where they've been derailed and that can just manifest to a month two months six months even longer potentially i think i think there is a yeah there is a tendency to judge ourselves and and wallow mm. in a bit of self-pity to fester and to allow us to get into a rut i think we we're pretty good at doing that generally as yeah. humans you know yeah. what i mean like one little thing hasn't as you say hasn't gone right and we kind of hold on to it you know we spoke about the last time we chat this mm-hmm. five minute rule of like okay someone goes wrong like you know scream vent let it out but you know after five minutes return to a happier place and yeah come up with a plan and I, I think we there's almost this kind of masochistic enjoyment that comes from a little bit of yeah. festering and getting frustrated or blaming other things outside of their decisions. Like, you know, it was my boss who made me work late or it's the bad weather or it's the holiday that just threw me off or we had a binge weekend and I just can't seem to get my head back. But it, it, quite often the story is, Things that happened outside of their control, that were yeah. outside of their plan, have come in, scuppered it, and we allow ourselves to just kind of like wallow in this frustration that we weren't good enough. Yeah. I feel like you're almost reacting to the situation. So going back to like the chimp brain, I I feel almost that my chimp brain takes over when I have a day where I've not gone to the gym when I said I would. And then I'm more emotional about it. And I'm like, oh, I should have gone. And now, I've, you know, you know, I said I was going to go and I'm undisciplined. And now that's going to... I had, I had, just, a, pl- I had a plan like, for the yeah, week that I had five, yeah. five training days. This is one of them gone. What's the point of doing another two? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I start talking to myself in a way that's overly emotional. And then when I sit down and think about it, it might be two or three days later. But logically, I'm like, well, that's fine. Like, I'm not... I, I, my end goal isn't in two weeks time my end goal you know yeah. it, i don't have an end goal like i have i have goals but this is a forever thing i'm trying to improve my body forever yeah so so what i've had a day off like and that's kind of going back to my expectation but we don't often logical... allow ourselves to kind of give ourselves that yeah. space and time to not do things according to the perfect plan it's like yeah. as you say you're either doing it well or you're just not doing it at all exactly and i know i have to cap that as soon as possible because if i have one day that's bad you know just have one bad day and go cool like accept it and and i don't want myself to feed into a week in two weeks because it just gets harder and harder as you said you start moving further away from the train tracks um so i guess it's just not allowing your emotions to take over and think about it logically 
and you you said something there that I think resonates to me as well, which is, um, I think in the moment we have a, we can often allow ourselves to have a very narrow lens of of our action. Mm-hmm. So instead of looking at today or this week as part of a year or two year plan, of which consistency ninety percent or eighty percent of the time is what we're aiming for, mm-hmm. we're we're evaluating our worth our worthiness and our success based on how we're showing up in that day and showing up every day is important right doing your best every day is important but if we were to have a wider lens and if we were to zoom out a little bit and look at that one blip as inconsequential i think we'd we'd beat ourselves up a little bit less yeah and we'd stop justifying inaction and I, i see that quite a lot which is how many times i've done it to myself or i've seen other people go you know we started off on the right foot. Things were working out well, but do you know what? It just wasn't the right time. Mm. Like you know, life's got busy. Things that things have happened. It, it just isn't. I shouldn't really be doing this right now because you know, I've, as you say, I've got the kitchen coming up in two weeks' time. That's going to be three weeks. I'm going to be all out of sorts. Yeah. And then after that, you know, we're going on this holiday. That's not a good time to start. When I'm back, well, we'll see because I've got to do a couple of these events, which mean me staying overnighters in a few different places. So I don't know, like may, maybe we'll get back to it in like August. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, well, so you're just writing off five months that you could eat. Say you have fit, you, you achieve 50% of what great looks like in terms of daily showing up. Yeah. That's 50% more than doing nothing. It's like, would you rather not have something rather than nothing? But quite often, it's like, well, if I can't do it right, what's the fucking point? Yeah, if I can't, if I'm not all in, then what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's? Uh, I mean, it, it almost is a valid excuse. Like people, there's, there's never the right time. So there's always things in life that are gonna, gonna act as barriers towards what you're trying to achieve. And it, I suppose it is a valid excuse, but it's not allowing that excuse. It's trying to go, okay, well, that, that's that's cool, but it might not be the right time, but it's never the right time. It's never the right time to start a new company. It's never, it's right never the right time, time, to, have time to have a kid. Yeah. It's never the right time to get married. Like, you know, if, if you're waiting for perfect, that perfect moment never happens. Mm-hmm. And if everyone through time always waited for that perfect, perfect moment to go grab the opportunity, yeah. opportunity would have come and gone. Like we wouldn't have the level of success, the level of fantastic businesses, the level of invention, the level of leadership generally um, that we've seen if people waited for the perfect moment. Mm-hmm. There is never a perfect moment. And no more is that true around, you know, getting on a diet plan, working out. You know, there's always going to be, you know, your, your everyone's schedule, as you say, is always going to be subject to non-fixed events. Yeah. And the more you can come come to peace with that and as yeah. you say building a flexible expectation how you show up every day is flexible like yeah. this is the minimum i would like to achieve this is what optimum would look like oh and by the way 10 percent of the time i'm going to do fuck all yeah. and i'm okay with that mm-hmm. but that's a good place to be because now you're allowing yourself a little bit of breathing space like yeah. if you have it if you need it do it well one, one of the things i actually struggle with which can make me feel like i'm going to fall off will be I show up, I go to the gym and you could probably relate like, but you don't have a good session and you almost beat yourself up that you didn't have a good session and you didn't have as much energy or whatever. I don't know whatever, whatever reason you're not showing up in the gym, but you actually turn up. You just don't perform as well. Yeah. You, that can be enough. You know, you turn up, but you didn't perform at your best. But as you said there, you know, it's, it's how are you showing up? 
you know, even if even if you do, if you show up but you're doing fifty percent, that's still much better than not showing up at all. But then allowing yourself to be a bit more flexible and go, it's cool. Not every training session is going to be good. I'm not going to eat the way I want to eat every single day. And not allowing that that thought process to be entertained in your head. Manifest. Because that that's totally the way I think when I go into the gym and I don't have a great session or I eat, you know, eat foods that I didn't want to eat. But you know what? It's it happens. It happens to everyone, even the best. Over the over the weekend, um, we had we had a Sunday roast. We hadn't huh. planned it. Um, I'm on a cut at the moment. It's a five week fairly aggressive cut. And on my low days, they're very low. So I couldn't afford to have a full on you know, full works, mm-hmm. Sunday roast. But it felt like the right time. Like kids were happy, you know, we're having a nice homely day. It'd be nice to kind of sit around the table, have some good food. So I'm like, you know, go fuck it. Like, we'll do it. I won't have breakfast and I won't have dinner. We'll have this one big meal, which is basically going to consume all my calories. Mm-hmm. But I should be there or thereabouts in line. We enjoyed ourselves, had the roast, had the crumble. I tallied it up, you know, back of a fag packet. And I was like... 900 calories over what I had planned for even I only had one meal I had had a big dinner (laughs) and it would be easy to go look at that and just go I'm weak-willed I messed up the weighing scales are going to report a bigger number which they did the following Mm -hmm. day and I can like take all that in and go well I had a plan now the plan can't be achieved because I've had this blowout day and you know I was you know I'm threading this needle so finely that any mistake is going to make the end goal at the time I want impossible what am I going to do like Mm. screwed give up but when you really believe in what you're doing you believe that the plan makes sense and you built in flexibility and you can forgive yourself or not even forgive yourself go that was the right decision the right decision on Sunday was to spend time with your family enjoy your food have a good time and we'll work out the fallout of that yeah the following day so that was it like the following morning okay the weighing scales have gone up. I knew they would. I'm okay with that. But how do I how do I inch back to get back yeah. on plan? Even though I had this unexpected event. So I'm going to carve you know carving off 200 calories a day for the next three days, cutting a little deeper, and I know I'm going to be net neutral. And yeah. I didn't have to do that, but I'm I'm really compelled towards hitting the timeline I've set, you know, for public and private reasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can do this, and I can I can have my enjoyment. And have the flexibility. It just means I have to, you know, where where I give in one area, I've got to take in the other a little bit. And just like have that kind of ebb and flow flexibility. That is so comforting. Yeah. Knowing that I've got that level of flexibility while still maintaining plan. Yeah, you, ha- you have to. Life's just life's doesn't work like in a sh- fixed way, and you have to be flexible. So you're basically a building that can withstand an earthquake. It it can you don't want to be a building that mm. crumbles and falls as soon as there's uh, a bit of movement you know there's if there's movement you should I be like able it. to move with it or as bruce lee would say water <laughs> <laughs> um so you want to go around you know you, but my point here is being flexible and having that expectation of you know that flexibility allows you to feel good about and comforted about what you're doing and go you know what i'm cool like i can have the roast dinner i'll deal with it that's fine it's not going to throw me off too much that's probably why you've had a year and a half, whatever, where you've been pretty much consistent nonstop. Would yeah, you? Would you agree? I mean, no, no, is I, that abs- absolutely? I think the reason I've been consistent is probably three things. One, I set. I was very clear on an on a, on an on an outcome in mm-hmm. a time frame which I felt was reasonable, which was two years. So yeah. it wasn't like as if I want to. I want to look like 
some Insta model in three months. That was an expectation, but I set myself a goal which was ambitious, mm -hmm. but had a long-term view to it. So I knew I could put a lot in a work, a lot of work between that period. Two, I felt enabled with the right level of information to be able to plan, execute, and then get the outcomes I want. Mm -hmm. I see this cause and effect between if I do this, I achieve the result for the most part. Mm -hmm. It's not an exact science around, you know, how much each muscle group grows, right? That's yeah. not, you can't get that detailed, but you can get reasonably detailed around how you want to change your composition through time. Yeah. And that plan has been proving itself to be effect, uh, you know, effectual. So in a result, it's this self-fulfilling prophecy of like, I do this and I get what I wanted. I do this and I get what I wanted. So the system works. Yeah. Nothing worse than following a plan that you don't believe in. Someone set you something and you, you don't feel the weight shifting or you don't feel it's working. Yeah. But you're doing it because you feel that you have to comply. Yeah. But it, it, deep down off whatever reason, like this plan doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. I wish they would understand that. For me, I know that my plan's working for me. Yeah, so yeah. that's the second thing. And then the third thing is what you've said, flexibility. I now know, because I know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. I know that if I want to build in flexibility, this is how I do it, without eroding the progress or the time frame I'm mm -hmm. trying to work to. If we're going to pull in one direction, we have to push in the other. We have to we have to fill the gap somehow. Yeah. And I just offer that level of flexibility. And it's very common. It means that I can continue to be a foodie. I love my food. I love being... In, you know, with a family, I love social experiences around food. And yeah. I can do that for the most part, without feeling like as if I'm taxed and burdened by this constant need to, you know, be so precise with my food, I am precise with my food. Mm -hmm. But that's not a burden. Yeah, it's actually liberating, because it means I can eat whatever I want and continue to either lose weight, gain weight or do do something in between. Because you're on um, quite an aggressive cut right now. Um... Yeah, and you don't find that because of your flexibility, you, you're not finding like it's like you said, not too much burden. It's not too much of a a lifestyle change because you can kind of move with life as it gets thrown at you. Yeah, and I I, I designed in this last cut, I designed purposely like I can't do an aggressive cut for five weeks and enjoy it, mm -hmm. but I can do an aggressive cut for five weeks if I intersperse if I drop in a couple of maintenance days every week mm -hmm. if I return back to normal two days a week and for five days a week I'm going hard that for me is like that's pacing mm -hmm. right yes I could lose a little bit more weight if I didn't have those maintenance days maybe but I think they have value beyond just it being yeah. a psychic uh chill I think it actually gives physiologically it has a I benefit. think physiologically as well but getting back to the point I think that flexibility is absolutely key yeah so would it would it not be fair to say that maybe we've been overusing the term falling off the wagon? Mm -hmm. And in actual fact, it's a convenient excuse. It's a it's a very binary way of looking at progress. Yeah. I'm either on the wagon or I'm off the wagon. I'm either yeah. on the plan or I'm not. And I think maybe that that phrase and that kind of mindset almost gives people the reason and the justification to flip-flop, yeah. to turn off ambition whenever mm. they can't be bothered and just say, oh, yeah, just falling off the wagon. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I Life mean, happened. I, I wonder if we should just, you know, try and promote this idea. There's no fucking wagon in the first place. Yeah. You know, the journey that you want to go on across anything that's important for you um, 
it's probably going to take longer than you expected it's probably going to be more work than you expected but there's a there's juice in the journey and if you can enjoy you know the journey and have comfort in knowing that not every day is going to be perfect then there's no falling off the wagon you're either having great days you're having okay days or you're having shit days yeah but if you build in a few crappy days into your plan and say i know a couple of days a month i'm i'm gonna really not show up in any way then i should but i've built that into the plan i know that i'm gonna have two days out of every 30 where it just always gonna go a bit peak tong but that's part of the plan yeah imagine that well something that i i use in my mind is like um which i have got from someone in the past is a bit of a traffic light system where I know that throughout my the year, I'm going to have a green phase, an amber, and a red phase. The green phase is the biggest phase where I'm going to have good days, I'm going to be on it, I'm going to be consistent. The amber phase is where I'm not quite so good, I'm still showing up, and you know I'm just kind of controlling it. Life's kind of busy, and it's all, you know, I'm making smaller changes, Whereas the green, I'm making big changes. I'm super motivated. I can mm-hmm. make big changes. So the the amber is more kind of 1%. The red is, okay, let's just try and maintain what I'm doing. Life's pretty busy right now. Um, I've got all these curveballs being thrown at me. Might be starting a business. You might be have a kid on the way or whatever whatever that's happening in your life. Mm-hmm. That red light will happen at some point throughout your year, usually. And then you just go, you know what, when that when I'm in that red period, that's usually quite a small period, but it happens. Let's just maintain what I'm doing. Let's just show up at the gym, but not try and make any drastic changes. Let's just carry on eating well, but not trying to make any changes to my diet currently. And then when I get to the green phase, when, when I get back into that phase where everything's working right, my routine's good, work's good, stress is pretty low. You know what? I'm going to make changes now. I'm super motivated. I might add an extra training session. I might look at changing my diet from what I'm currently doing. And you can make those changes. That's kind of how in my mind that I work and that allows me enough flexibility, but gives me the overall view of the year. And I know there's going to be some movement and it's going to be the green, amber or red. I think that's really nice. I like that. Yeah. I like well, that. that. That makes sense. It's, it's disproportionately going to be green. There's going to be some yellow. Yeah, when maybe you got a bit of a funk on, but or or it's just nowhere near perfect. But yep. at least you're making progress. And then you got these days where it's kind of it's gone a bit wrong. Yeah, and don't give up. Don't throw in the towel for the sake of it. Maybe you don't do anything that day, but you're not mentally throwing in the yeah. towel. Just I can't make the commitments I had expected. Yeah, exactly. So to me, the my worst day is maintenance. I just carry on doing what I'm doing. Okay. Just just show up. You might you might have a crappy workout, but just show up, and and. It, you know nutritionally you might not be doing exactly what you need to do but but you you're know, not picking out you're, you're not, not you're not like yeah. almost wallowing and, and picking out and doing the opposite almost like yeah. i'll show you diet yeah, yeah yeah how 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 wrong i could go yeah. and just go into town because you're not in a good exactly mood. fair enough sometimes we do we need to feed the soul right sometimes it's just like i need to have a bit of a blowout but yeah. there's 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 a blowout and then there's complete you know, two fingers up, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and and I also think on on that there's um we're always gonna have days that life isn't great. It happens to me regularly. No, I, I I think I'm 
a high-spirited person. I think for the most part, my life's in a really good spot. But it doesn't mean that every day is great. I have some days where I'm just feeling a little bit frustrated by life or by the monotony or by the work or by the lack of progress I've made over the last couple of days. And it's funny that three days before, I might be incredibly enthusiastic about the trajectory of everything going on in my life. Two days later, for whatever reason, life sucks. And I need to own that because I know as I zoom out that my life hadn't changed at all. Mm. Nothing, you know, okay, maybe there were some reinforcing moments that happened when I was feeling great. Little little moments have gone nudges, little nudges like yeah. you're doing the right thing, Steve. Little pat in the back, little pat in the back. And for whatever reason, this day, I didn't get any of those things. And all of a sudden, you know, is the plan even does it make sense? Mm. Am I doing the right thing? Am I wasting the time? And I think we um we allow ourselves too much judgment of the bad days and that the bad days are a sign of things to come. Yeah. But instead, can we, you know, it would be better of us and more logical, not necessarily easy, but more logical for us to say, okay, we're having a low day, we're having a bad day. Mm-hmm can I understand at least why I'm having a bad day? Like what's missing? What have I not done that I normally do? Mm -hmm. What's happened that I wouldn't have expected? Um, What's making it hard? And what can I do tomorrow to just make sure this doesn't, you know, just snowball out of control? Like, okay, it's a bad day. Accept it. Chalk chalk it down as, as, as one of those. Yeah. But let's not let it perpetuate and cascade unnecessarily. And if we could just catch things early, nip them in the bud. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big part of the problem we're trying yeah. to manage, right? I think like if I was to sum it up now and, and give someone advice, if they asked me, you know, from the discussion we just had, like, what what can I do? I would say like the biggest and most important thing here is to look at the voice, look at what you're saying to yourself. That voice inside your head will change everything. What you're, How you're responding, what you're thinking, what you're saying to yourself when you fall off the wagon you you will respond in either a negative or a positive way and like you're saying you know you're you're not being too harsh on yourself and that way that you don't just kind of um self-fulfilling prophecy and and you're kind of self-sabotaging you're not Mm -hmm. you're not wallowing too much in your head you're not sitting there you're going you know what it's it's cool like that voice in your head's actually saying it's cool like this is part of the plan this was gonna happen get back to it tomorrow it, sound, it sounds quite alien for a lot of people though it, it sounds sounds unrealistic that they can operate with that level of coolness mm. that level of um big thinking to not allow shit days to get them down because yeah. look we all we all will get into funks well, i mean it happens yeah. all the time um the people that do a better job of not staying in them are the people that can extract extract themselves a little bit from yeah. the moment and almost see themselves mm-hmm. as a third person kind of see see life happening yeah so instead of feeling you're in it and you've got blinkers on and life's crap been able to zoom out be grateful put today in context of what's all the good things that yeah. have happened and all the good things that will happen um that's an important skill but it, it's hard it's hard to develop that level of abstraction yeah. so you don't always live in your head don't always live in the disappointment of the things that you've done wrong Mm. but in in actual fact you can forgive yourself give yourself a little bit of space and time and zoom out yeah and i I think generally i think we've got so much control 
and people all the time have these amazing feats of success mm. whether it be you know sporting success just journeys of progress where you think someone was significantly handicapped yet they've achieved phenomenal things you know true underdog stories yeah through to successful businessmen inventors and all sorts of people in between we have so much personal resource available to us mm. and the opportunity is near on limitless we've got so much control on how we respond to the day and how we define the future and we've got so much to be grateful for that like we said last time if you can just keep yourself in a place of gratitude there's always something you can be grateful for and if mm. you can do that you can drown out the negativity or the or the story of why you can't show up today mm. and i'm not this isn't about discipline this isn't a discussion of discipline like you've always got to be bang on this isn't that at all in actual fact it's like except you're not going to be yeah but you know have an overall strategy of showing up most of the time yeah totally yeah the last thing about not falling off the wagon which i think is an important thing to think of as we close on this discussion is what tools can people use to put themselves more um frequently in the right frame of mind for the day and for me probably the biggest thing out of everything that i do is starting my day off well mm -hmm. if i can if i can start my day off where the prior day i've had a sense of what i wanted to achieve realistic set of goals not overly ambitious but these are the things across the things i care about i'm going to try and do work you know health family that kind of stuff combined with some form of ritual that it has a level of consistency that is a proven strategy of me getting in a good frame of mind. Mm -hmm. If I can do those two things, you know, walk into the day with a little bit of an expectation, a little bit of a plan, but it's it's appropriate, combined with a sequence of events I run in the morning that puts me in the optimal state. If I can do those things, I find myself getting myself out of funks or even preventing funks in the first place because I just don't allow, I, I don't give myself space yeah. to let, the tide of life take me yeah and let circumstance you know scupper my plans and just you know rip up rip, you know rip the plan in shreds and, mm. and have me on the floor crying i don't i don't allow life to do that to me because i'm just in I'm, I'm allowing myself to have that level of control yeah and i think for the most of us we've all got that control now mm. work might be variable inflexible uh, demands of home might be excessive money might be tight you know life isn't always a bed of roses some people have more flexibility and more time to themselves than others i get that mm. but there is always time where you've got yourself and your thoughts and what you can do to create the 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 foundation such such that your thoughts are more likely to be positive than negative i think is probably the best thing that i can do at least yeah in managing my overall level of consistency yeah because it's about consistency in the day right falling off the wagon that notion is yeah. i want to be consistent yeah and the the very idea of being inconsistent yeah. is falling off the wagon how do you manage consistency you need to manage your mood consistently and how do you do that one of the best ways for me is structuring my morning so i yeah. know i'm always in the right mood and i'd, I'd kind of add to that to say maybe structuring your week because for me like 
if I have a 5 a.m. start, like I, I don't really have too much time to think or set up a ritual on the days that I'm doing that. Understand. I will just get up, get my clothes on almost robotically and I'll go out the house and I'll be, and then I'll get to work. And, but what the reason why I'm just saying sort of that forward planning, forward thinking, I know I'm going to be waking up at 5 a.m. and rushing out the door. So again, I have to have a level of expectation where I don't go, I'm not, I might not train on that day or I might not eat as well on that day or I might have to fast during that period, which I do do um, of my morning until the afternoon because that's when I'm working. Yep. So I have to think ahead of the week and kind of go, I almost have to have some sort of structure and routine in my mind and go, okay, well, I'm not working early then, like say Monday or Wednesday and a Friday. So those are the days that I'm going to have higher expectations of myself to to go and train and eat better and then say Tuesday and Thursday, uh, I'm probably not going to be so good. I'm, I, I may not, you know, I'm going to do my best and and I'm I, expecting. I, I think that level of flexibility and that, yeah. that understanding of what the, what's coming ahead and going, okay, I'm going to be traveling for two days. I've got an early start. Yes, I'm not going to be able to do as much as I could yeah. do those days, but I can do more than I probably expect. Yeah. And I can just have some reinforcing behaviors those days mm. that, are still in support of the goal. Yeah. Um, they're not the full full on activities, but they're still supportive. So for example, you waking up at five o'clock means that you don't have a lot of time to do like ritual based stuff in the morning. Mm-hmm. But you've got to get in the car and drive for half an hour. Yeah. So I still And so you still yeah. have whatever even if it's five minutes carved in the morning before you get busy that you could either do some mindfulness and then you have half an hour in a car where you're held captive where you can do things, you know, breathing techniques or listen to something or think about a plan or whatever it is that by the time you get to work, even though it's an early start, there's still space in mm. that day for you to start it up right. Yeah. It's just not, it's not ideal for you. You'd yeah. rather it start later and have more space and time at home to go through whatever you want to do. But yeah. where, where there's a world is a way. And what I find most interesting about this is whilst it, it can sound like work, that sounds like Stevie Burden in me with this idea I've got like now fit timing for myself in the morning. Well, no, it's not, it's not a burden, man. Because if you can, you give your, if you structure, if you have at least enough of a plan on like, this is how I perform optimally. This is how I show up. This is how I feel best. I'm more sociable. I'm more enjoyable to be around. I get more stuff done. And if you knew with a level of certainty, you can create that kind of day mm. just by, starting it off right or planning ahead the night before if you know you do a couple of things and eight percent of the time you achieve that level of enjoyment like why would you not want to do that mm. why would you not want to purposely pay down that investment every day to give you the assurance you're gonna have a great day yeah versus wing it and let's see how it goes and oh by the way people piss me off today and i'm frustrated and pissed off yeah do you know what i mean and uh, like we said before that will happen at some point as well so it's just knowing that you're going to have good and bad days to summarize what we're talking about, right? No more wagon. No more wagon. No, no on more. and off. <laughs> just ebb and flow. Ah, love it. Love it. Bryn, thank you as always, Cheers, man. Mate. And guys, Adapt Nation is all about providing you with the tools and expert knowledge to help you improve and optimize your strength, health, and mindset inside and out. Take care. Thanks. If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And of course, recommend us to any friends or family who you think might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This is Adapt Nation.